Putin Chalk Lines. It's all baseball talk all the time. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Randy Nunez, your host. Having a special guest, Stephanie Shampluski. She was a writer for NBC Chicago. She had some of her work on uh, Times of Northwest Indiana. And currently, what are we doing now, Stephanie? Oh, we're currently doing some freelance uh, writing about the WNBA. All right. So you're focusing on women's basketball. Great. Correct. Yeah. But I know that you are a diehard White Sox fan, right? Yes. Unfortunately, correct. Hey, you know what? I'm a diehard Angels fan, and we haven't been oh, to the playoffs. Oh, so you feel my pain. I do. I haven't been to the, we haven't been to the playoffs since 2014, and I was there when the Royals swept us. So I do feel your pain. Yes, I do. And um, we're here to talk about something that's brand new with the MLB. They are doing a brand new initiative trying to showcase all baseball's top prospects in the spring, you know, I've been to uh, spring training in Arizona, and you get to see maybe an at bat or two or a p inning pitched at the end of the game in Arizona. Same thing in Florida. Uh, these guys don't get a lot of attention until the Futures game in the All Star break, but now they're giving them their whole stage. You know, it's just all you, you know, show what you got. And we're talking about the Chicago Southsiders and the Northsiders, White Sox against Cubs. I want to get your take, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Who do you think will be locks for Chicago uh, White Sox? And yeah, yep. I'll, I'll give my take as well. I, I, you know, I know a little bit about prospects. I do some prospecting as far as cards go. Uh, so... What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited. You know, so that game specifically, well, for anybody that doesn't know, the spring breakout is going to be a four-day showcase for, you know, all the top prospects in the MLB. Um, so, you know, obviously teams will get a chance to scout them and, and scouts as well will get to scout these top prospects. It's also open to the public. Um, so it's going to be a very fan-friendly uh, event. Um, most of these games will be taking place on the weekend so that families can attend in Arizona, in Florida, um, but also for fans to maybe who uh, get a chance to watch on TV during the weekend as well, right? It's not during 1 p.m. on a Monday, right? So yeah. um, it's very fan-friendly. There's going to be meet and greets as well. Um, but, yes, the Cubs and the Sox. So the Sox are going to play the Cubs um, at Sloan Park in Arizona on March 15th. Uh, I think it's going to be an outstanding matchup, especially me who primarily follows both uh, Chicago sports teams, more so the White Sox. Um, I'm really excited to see which players are actually going to be in the game because a lot of writers were wondering if for a player, for example, like Colson Montgomery, who's a top prospect of the White Sox, they're wondering if he's actually going to, you know, be showcased in this game or if they kind of have an inkling he's already going to make the team and if he's going to sit out and just play the other games, you know, with the rest of the White Sox team to, you know, hopefully make the team. Um, so that's a, actually a great concern because it's like, you know, who are the prospects even going to be like what's the matchup going to be like what are the lineups going to look like um but as of right now i'm going to go ahead and say that colson montgomery is definitely going to play in that game um 
I also would like to see, you know, I don't know if they'll bring like uh, Noah Schultz, who's a left-handed pitcher for the Sox. I'd like to see him play a couple innings as well. Um, but for the Cubs, you know, um, I'm really excited to see, you know, Kate Horton, maybe Owen Casey, uh, Kevin Alcantara. You know, we'll see those guys definitely in the mix. You know, Sox versus Cubs is always a fun little matchup. Um, you know, the, the Crosstown Classic or whatever you want to call it. Um, but for this one, I think, you know, it's not like for the crosstown for, you know, like, I don't think this game is for the glory. I think it's going to definitely be, you know, who, who are the top prospects going to be, who's going to be the better team in 2024, 2025, when these prospects actually get brought up to the MLB level. Um, so, you know, Cubs versus Sox, who has the better lot of prospects, in my opinion, I currently think it's the Cubs, you know, they, the, the top five to 10 prospects are, are just really outstanding. And of course, Pete Crow Armstrong has already, you know, made his debut and he's an exciting guy to watch. Kate Horton, um, I think got a chance to pitch a bit, but um, you know, for the Sox, I think their top five is, you know, they're, uh, they're kind of, this is my kind of scale for the Sox right now, but the number one outstanding guy that the the Sox have is Colson Montgomery. And uh, I really hope he gets a chance to get called up this year. No, I, I definitely agree. I have number bullet, number one bullet point is overall, you know, uh, prospects for the White Sox, number one. Shortstop, Colson Montgomery, he's got to be in this game. I think if they really want to um, showcase the spring breakout, it's you know you got Montgomery, you got Jackson Holiday, you have all these guys that are are still fairly young. Obviously, Holiday is like nineteen years old, I think. The Orioles, yeah. and, eighteen, uh, 19, 18 yeah. 19. It's ridiculous. This kid has just got baseball running through his blood. But Montgomery, I think, if you're the White Sox and you want to show off your top talent, Montgomery has to be in this game. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's just one day. You know, he can go away from the, the major league team for a day and show off for the fans. I think, like you said, this is a very fan-friendly and family-friendly uh, mm-hmm. initiative that the Major League Baseball wants to put into place. Um, I've even heard about possibly doing a tournament style in the future. That would be awesome to see. Um, but... Montgomery, you know, uh, last year we rocketed all the way from rookie ball up to double mm-hmm. A. He, yeah. He's um, he's doing great uh, at all levels, it seems like. I don't know. I know for us in the West Coast, uh, the PCL is a hitter's league. It's not much of a pitcher's league. So I, I, I can't tell if Montgomery is just doing well. Because of the pitching, doing the to the lack of the um, pitching, I guess you could say. But I know that scouts just rave about his bat to ball skills, and um, he rarely chases bad pitches. So you name you know no Schultz. So Schultz already you, you covered him. He's doing great as well and i think because the angels and the white Sox had that trade at the deadline for gilito mm-hmm. and lopez you guys got edgar cuero who i was mm-hmm. i was so excited to see edgar cuero in an angels uniform later yeah. down the line but 
you guys, I think you have something special in Quero as well. Uh, he's still fairly young also, and I, I think you have third baseman Brian Ramos. He's only 21 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah. Ramos, because um, you don't have a really long-term uh, solution for third base if I'm if I, I know the White Sox. No, that's that's correct. I mean, our infield's kind of just up in the air um, in general. You know, we kind of have a mix at first base between Gavin Sheets and Andrew Vaughn. You know, second base, shortstop, third. You know, Tim Anderson's obviously gone this year. We signed, uh, Sox signed Paul DeJong for a year. So obviously he's not a long-term solution. So that kind of raises the question, is Colson Montgomery going to be brought up by the White Sox this season? Um, if you look, you know, according to MLB.com slash prospects, his ETA is expected for 2024. He's still playing at the double A uh, level, but I think, you know, spring training, of course, and especially the spring breakout game that we're talking about, if he shows really high levels of play, um, he has a huge chance to make the team and to learn under DeJong. Um, and of course, Sox are kind of known for injuries and um being inconsistent so i can see colson um filling in um you know when when paul might be sick or when paul might be injured filling in at shortstop maybe even putting him at second base maybe even putting him at dh just so he gets a feel of the major league play but i think he definitely needs his reps um so i definitely think that the Sox are gonna try to maybe call him up um by maybe i don't know august or september I would have to agree with that, definitely. Uh, Paul DeJong is not the long-term solution there. And if your number one overall prospect is a shortstop in, Colton, or in Colson Montgomery, then mm-hmm. you would have to give him some sort of uh, audition, at least. Absolutely. Uh, um, so, you, oh, sorry, what was that? I was going to mention, you know, you mentioned the trade of, you know, prospects – from the angels, you know, Giolito with Lopez and um, we're getting Kiro, but we also um, Sox also um, traded uh, Jake Berger to the Marlins. I believe it was in August. And so we received a left-handed pitcher, Jake, Jake, I believe his last name is uh, Eater, uh, Eder Eater. Um, So Jake Eater came um, from the Marlins organization. So he is now in the top five, like he is number five on the White Sox prospects list. So, um, you know, he is uh, he's at the MLB level, but he's he's definitely going to be a guy to watch to see if he'll actually stay at the MLB level or maybe he's going to have to be brought down back to AAA to work, work some kinks out. Um, But, yeah, the Sox, you know, when I was saying the Cubs had a better prospects list, this list than the Cubs, or excuse me, when I was saying the Cubs had a better prospect list than the Sox, I do mean that. I think like their top five to top 10 guys are maybe stronger, but I do think the White Sox number one overall, Colson Montgomery is, is definitely the, like they have the, the most solid guy out of the bunch, but I think, you know, the Cubs kind of have a more um, like definitely a more, I think, talented group who are kind of, already ready to play at the triple a slash mlb level yeah uh um, crow i'm strong already made it to major leagues uh correct mervis already went to major leagues uh they didn't do fantastic at the major league level, no but they got some were, things to work on they definitely have some work to do um but that's what springs for that's what you know minor league is for um you know i know the cubs that are definitely hoping to bring back uh, Cody Bellinger uh, yep. in outfield and first base. 
we don't know if that will happen. He's asking for 250 million plus uh, as Scott Boar's agent, and he's probably going to get it. You know, he's I would say the uh, overall number one free agent name right now after Shohei mm-hmm. Otani has signed with the Dodgers, but. Which I have to ask you as an Angels fan. I yes. mean, how heartbreaking was that day? Uh, to be honest, it wasn't as heartbreaking as I saw a lot of other people react on uh-huh. social media. It was yeah. more of a like, okay, I, I understand why you left to the Dodgers. Sure. They're being a lot more well-run than the Angels are right now mm-hmm. um i'm not gonna name any names or mm, any positions yeah. but if you you know I, I i talked to one of the angels beat writers shortly before uh all the free agency happened um angels gave him cash and comfort and the the, the one thing that they lacked in was competitiveness mm-hmm. and the dodgers they could promise him the comfort of not having to talk to deal with uh, or talk and deal with reporters and all that. No, he, no reporter has talked to him since October, August, early August. He hasn't had to deal with you know questions and all that. So if he has his comfort and he obviously has the cash and $700 million, mm-hmm. um, they're going to be competitive every year. Year in, right. year out. So I think that was really the the uh deciding factor for him. And mm-hmm. he doesn't have to move. He had he's at the go to Canada to go to you know the Blue Jays. Right. And the Blue right, Jays right. don't offer that competitiveness year in year. Right. Out. Plus he gets to stay on the West Coast, which I think was a huge factor to him and his already huge fan base out that way. And exactly. you know, not too far from you, so I'm sure you'll get to still see him when he comes. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was really surprised because I did read reports that the uh, Blue Jays had signed him. So I was the next day, the next two days, I think I saw on Twitter when, oh no, that was a huge rumor, um, and the Dodgers signed him. I was very surprised, but also very happy because I think, you know, I don't, I personally didn't want to see Otani in a Blue Jays uniform. I think. I didn't want to see him leave the Angels, but, you know, of course, we all know that the Angels have had such superstar caliber talent over the past, what, five, ten years. And, you know, just just can't really seem to make it to the play or get very far and, um, you know, make it to the World Series. It's just kind of not in the cards for them. So I'm very excited to see Otani, see what he can do for the Dodgers. Um, you know, the Dodgers, in my opinion, are kind of like, you know, the Yankees of the National League. You know, they're always signing these big superstar uh, guys, you know, to sort of fill in fill in the pieces and, and make this World, Se- World Series roster team. So I don't know, Randy, 2024 Los Angeles Dodgers World Series champions, if, if not this year, definitely next. Um, there's no way that they're, they're not going to win without Otani. Yeah, no, I have, I have to agree, but I do have to say that their window is probably uh, what the Glassnow extension is. Yeah. I know that Glassnow, you know, uh, ironically enough, he is a little bit of a glass player. His arm is, he's not known to be 
a very, uh, you know, um, sound body. He, he has, mm-hmm. he has injury issues left sure. and right. Um, but I think the next three or four years before, you know, Freddie Freeman leaves, I think in right. 26 or 27, and then a couple of years after that, it's Betts, and then Otani is going to be by himself. Right. What do the right. Dodgers do? You know, the Dodgers, I know they don't have in house a first baseman prospect that is uh, Freddie Freeman's level. Right. And they definitely don't have anybody at the level of Mookie Betts. Uh, but no. Uh, to get back on the breakout, the swing breakout, the Cubs, we, we already talked heavily enough on the White Sox. I, I already mentioned, you know, you mentioned Pete Crow Armstrong. I mentioned Matt Mervis. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is on their list of prospects, you think, that could show so, up? Uh, definitely Owen Casey, an outfielder. Um, yeah. Cubs have always, I feel like, have really great um, outfielder-type prospects in the past. You know, think of, like, Alcantara and uh, – or, excuse me, not Alcantara, um, Albert Almora – Think of Kyle Schwarber, like all the people that have made it to the outfield and have, you know, really played at that MLB caliber. But yeah, Owen. And then I had said Alcantara because after Owen on the list is is Kevin Alcantara, who's also an outfielder. Um, But I'm really excited to see, you know, the outfielders come up into play. You know, Pete Crow Armstrong, obviously an outfielder. Um, I'm always excited to see more, you, you know, outfielder slash infielder players more more so than pitching I think I don't really know what it is um so I definitely think if Pete Crow Armstrong has um has already seen a little bit of success um not as much as we had hoped but you know definitely had seen a glimpse of success over um the past season I'm really excited to you know see the Cubs potentially bring Owen or Kevin up um I definitely think Owen has a bigger shot than Kevin um, so maybe we'll see Owen play right along uh, Pico Armstrong. So, um, you know, they also have a pitching prospect in, in Kate Horton. Cubs, I think, are known a little bit for their pitching sometimes as as far as prospects go into. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not lying to you. I'm a Sox fan, but Cubs, like I said, they have a little bit more consistency when it comes to their prospects. You know, their front office definitely knows what it's doing when it trades, um, especially, you know, for a rebuild type of team. And like I said, the Sox, I'm really dead set on Colson, but that's kind of about it at the moment. I think if the Sox are going to bring up anybody, it's going to be Colson. And if the Cubs bring up anybody, it's going to be Owen, um, Owen Casey. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, Owen Casey is an interesting uh, story. He's the highest drafted outfielder from Canada uh, in Major League Baseball history. So, you know, he's got to show that Canada um, pride and Canada skill. Um, I know Owen Casey spent all last year in AA. Uh, He did fairly well. He had an OPS over 900. Uh, He hit over 20 home runs. So I think Owen Casey is on that the cusp of getting to the major leagues. If they don't mm-hmm. re-sign, you know, Cody Bellinger, uh, Owen Casey could possibly be that replacement. And like you said, I mean, Pete Armstrong, Casey, and uh, a few others, they could have a full outfield of just pure prospects for yep. this uh, spring outbreak. Yeah. 
And that's so. kind of like what the Texas Rangers, I mean, had. Yeah. I mean, they had what six All Stars that played in in the in the game. Um, and it's just like you kind of have this this team of prospects. I mean, I follow baseball pretty closely, and there are only like one or two guys that I name that I could personally name on the Rangers this season. I was like, who's that guy? Who's this guy? Was he from AAA? Was he from AA? Um, so it, it goes to show that you know you don't need big name superstars to win a world series. Um, you know, you just need a healthy team. You need a consistent team, but um, these talent, these young talented group of guys, you know, that's what you, you mentioned earlier. This is exactly what spring training's for to see who meshes well together, to see who really fills in the gaps at areas that need to be addressed. Um, so, you know, I, I'm just so excited, not for the Sox and Cubs, but for all teams, I'm really excited to see what yeah. the Orioles can bring. You know, they already have a talented group of young guys. So to see guys like Holiday come up and, um, you know, I am so excited for baseball this season. It's probably the most excited I've been in the last couple of years. I mean, the talent is just endless, um, especially, you know, in, in the card collecting community uh Everybody is getting a chance to get ahead of the game and learn prospects more because, you know, they're in sets of cards now and these these one out of a hundred cards to collect and things like that. So we're getting to get a glimpse of prospects early and it gives us fans a chance to get ahead of the game and be excited to watch spring training and, and get really excited to hope for these guys to get called up to the MLB level one day. Definitely, definitely. And speaking of cards, I do want to do a giveaway for our uh, White Sox fans out here. This is oh, a yeah. 2022 Bowman Chrome uh, Norhe Vera Lava Refactor out of 399. Oh, wow. So the person who gets is the closest number for um, this card by next Friday. So shortly after... Um, Christmas and just before New Year's, I will be sending out this. It's actually Jorge's uh, first Bowman card, so very cool. Uh, just tossing that out there. I will be posting a photo of the, that card and all the socials for between the chalk lines. And if you can guess it, uh, you know, you can get an extra Christmas present. Yeah, <laughs> that's want. an awesome gift. Um. I love giving back to the community as much as possible. You know, I, I've given out a few cards already. Uh, and I, th I figured, you know, we're talking about the Chicago White Sox and we're talking about the, the Cubs. What better, what, what, what better than a first Bowman White Sox card? So Bowman's uh, one of my favorites. Let me tell you, if anybody's listening and you're, you're not really into collecting cards or you're trying to dip your toe into it, Bowman is an excellent, you know, I think starter set in my opinion. I love collecting all the Bowman prospects. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, when I watch baseball, it's so hard to keep up with who, who are the top 100 guys. And it's very overwhelming. But collecting these cards sort of gives you a hint at who you should be keeping an eye out for. So it really helps you. And, of course, it's got some of their statistics on the back to, to keep up with and yeah, I'm I'm just very excited for this upcoming spring, and especially because um, it it really seems like the MLB is trying to make games more fan friendly. I know this year it's been really hard to try to you know meet guys in person. You know, I, you're you're part of the collecting community as well, so Definitely. 
you know, it's very hard to try to meet young talent because everybody's trying to meet guys and then some people try to sell stuff. So this is a really cool way of the MLB trying to showcase this spring breakout series, make it very fan fan friendly so that people can come out to the games. People can watch it on TV because it's going to be more aimed at the weekend. Um, and then also there's going to be meet and greets as well. So very good on MLB for trying to keep this a family friendly sport for all ages. Yeah. And I know in the last few years, they've been saying let the kids play. And they're literally letting the kids play now. So uh, I think that is our wrap-up for this Chicago versus Chicago uh, breakout series um, analysis. So takeaways, Colson Montgomery, Pete Crow Armstrong. Those are the two names to watch out for. And uh, two different, very two very different positions, shortstop and mm -hmm. outfield. Uh, both their respective clubs, number one overall prospects. So uh, that will be something to look out for. I will be watching that. I believe it is on March 15th, if I recall. That's correctly. correct. Yes, yep. March 15th uh, in Arizona, correct? In Arizona at Sloan Park, yep. All right. Uh, I'll have to look out and see if I'll be in Arizona at that, that time. If, yes. If I have, then I'll be going to that game. You'll definitely have to document it for us, you know, on social media, take lots of pictures. 100%. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do a follow-up recap if you go, because I'm sure I'll be watching on TV. So it'll be fun to discuss, you know, what the pros and cons were for the top prospects. And, you know, if there are if there are any prospects that surprise us. Yes, that well. that is the one thing I love going to spring training for is the, those guys that you never hear about until they're yep. in spring and they make the, the major league roster. And you're mm -hmm. like, I didn't know about that guy until two weeks ago. <laughs> it happens every year. Yep. Every year. Uh, so thank you, Stephanie, for stopping by and talking with me. I will catch up with you later.